And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. Welcome back, my friends, to the What's show up? that always ends. We are the award-winning podcast that so has not won a damn award ever in the history of ever. Welcome to Dysfunction Junction. Fuck yeah. Yeah. As you can see, my name is Chris Burns. Across the room and in the studio with me tonight is Senior Lichtenstein. And of course, from the home office in Poophole, Colorado, it is Michael P.S. Big Herm Herman. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Everybody good? Everybody's good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I had a shit day at work, but well, yeah, that happens. I, I I was having a great day until I stopped at a local convenience store. When you stop in to get your favorite peach tea, read the label when you pull it out, because I did not ask for a subtly sweet, sugar-free peach tea. This tastes like somebody urinated oh, peaches nice. into a bottle. Oh no, it doesn't sound nice. That sounds Th- nice. This is how far this is how far I've gotten since one o'clock this afternoon. Wow, that's not good. But if I open this son of a bitch in 15 minutes, this will be gone before the broadcast. Right. Is I was just going to say, that's three gulps and you're done. Pretty much, to, yeah. I used to shoot those in the walk-in at Noble. Oh, yeah. And they're good stuff and it's good and healthy for you. So if I'm going to try to cut down on the soda consumption, this is the way to do it. Yes. Yeah, boy. Oh, so true. anybody got any quick hits? Uh, I kind of have an asshole of the day, but that's your thing. <laughs> do you have what you want to save you, for next you, week you can hit yeah. an asshole real quick yeah oh you could actually i'm gonna make this just a. am not gonna categorize it okay just, all right so i'm doing my job today up in vernon rockville area that's something new I'm doing my job or being in vernon yeah. so i'm still doing, doing your job, job. <laughs> same same i was doing it pretty well too um this afternoon at about two o'clock he's the person i'm watching his neighbor comes out gets in his car and parks parks me in like a cop like pins me in um because i'm on the opposite side of the street and he's got his front bumper here like kind of catty corner so i'm like what's this motherfucker think thinking about so i had my window window rolled down just a little bit and you know those little little cigars of cigarillos mm-hmm. what? instead of chewing sometimes i'll Puff on one of them. Um, I had just put put it out the window. So he knocks on the window. I said, can I help you? He said, oh, why don't you, can you roll your window down so I can see you? I said, are you a law enforcement? He said, no. I said, you're all set. Yeah, you, I saw you sitting here earlier. What do you, you got business here? I, I do. And I just stared at him. What kind of business? Oh, that's none, none of, of your, your business. fucking business. I said <clears throat> nothing that involves you. Your 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 only legal concern is: Am I here on business or am I here fucking around? There's no need for you to know what my business so I, is. So I picked up my phone, went to my contacts, and pulled up Vernon PD. I said I called him when I got it. Got here. Would you like me to call back? And he just kind of sat there. I want to see your face. You don't get that luxury. I said, move along. I've done my part. Pretty much. So as he's pulled away, he says, pick up your pick up that, that uh, cigar butt, you fucking piece of shit. 
I will. What's wrong with people? Okay. I will. No, no problem. So he, he drove to the end of his road, and he sat there for minutes. Because I, I can so, see it in my, in my So he was watching uh, the watcher. I get it. I open the car, pick up the butt, and I put it in a Mountain Dew bottle. Now, this Mountain Dew bottle has a probably 10 or 15 of those butts. He saw me get back in my car. <clears throat> a minute later, he leaves. So it's 4.45, almost time for me to go. He's not home. Well... He's going to have a nice little uh, present on his doorstep. <laughs> My man. Oh, that's funny. So fuck you, you, asshole. Not taking shit from anybody. I like that. No, Very fuck nice. You. Very nice. And and another thing, I, I get it. If you're in a neighborhood and, and they have like a little neighborhood watch gimmick going on or there's always a looky-loo somewhere, what are you doing here? It's none of your fucking concern. Right? Finance me. Walk away and walk yeah. away slowly. <clears throat> Well, I would. I usually treat them really the public with great respect. It's just the way he started the conversation. I, I it guided me down the asshole path. So I'm, See, I'm the asshole. opposite. I will treat my clients with the utmost respect. The general public can suck it. Yeah. Because I've. But it sounds like you handled yourself pretty well. Yeah. You yeah. didn't kill anybody. Nope. Nope. And you're really not that ugly. Yeah. Jury's out on that. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad, kid. I only had a big cock. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. One and a half out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a little bit of a quick hit. Um, Lynch and I were talking about this, and we kind of touched on it in the uh, group chat earlier. Guys, uh, those group chats as we go along because the shit we say is just ridiculously stupid. Pretty funny. Um, I'm usually a pretty good dude about taking musical suggestions. I'm usually good about giving them to. Uh, really? Sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> got preoccupied. So I kind of slept on one recommendation for about a year and a half, two years now, and I'm sorry I did. Um, I am firmly falling deeply into um, heterosexual man love and enjoying the band Ghost more than I think I should. Now, if you've never heard Ghost, I get it. Their image is kind of <laughs> King Diamond meets the Pope type thing. And the vocalist sounds like he could have sang for the Pet Shop Boys in the 80s. That, uh, you know, that Nordic, whiny, nasally, but it's really good. And Derek would love that. I already told him about it. We're going to be playing it Friday during Sweet Baby Hangout. <laughs> Except I think I said Pet Shop Boys slash Depeche Mode. Did he get offended? Get little... I'm probably sure no, he, he got, got offended. He got, a, he got a little more interested when I said that. So you got, you, you got to know your audience. And I wish somebody had told me what the band was like, because I know my audience. I, I was telling when I was told Derek about the band, I'm like, you know, think of the singer of Depeche Mode or Pet Shop Boys playing with like Def Leppard when they had all their arms and they had a rock mm -hmm. edge. And uh, because everything after that was shiny, syrupy, glossy, rock pop, glam metal bullshit. But I did get to watch a couple of their videos today. First of all, what is with the gas masks? Lynch, you've seen this band on television before. You've heard them. What's with the fucking gas masks? 
why is no why are there why is there no viewers why is nobody commenting because we're we're working on it give it a minute i want to know why i can't hear lynch i want to know why i can't hear lynch i'm gonna hear you sitting right there there you go Ta-da! I was gonna say, am I the only one who hasn't muted myself today? You know what? I just I want to feel like I'm a part of the club. I can I can do that from here. Watch. Oh, you just did. Yeah, I can unmute you though. I wanted to be part of the club. Oh, okay. There you go. You're you're you are the club now. So anyway, the gas mask. I have no idea. Okay. But if you notice the crowd in the live shows, all have the face paint like the lead singer. If not, they have like none outfits or they're gossed yeah. up to the max. Yeah. And first of all, fuck Adam Levine because in one of those live videos, I saw more hot chicks at that concert. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing like a dude, goth chicks, yeah. hot goth chick. Not just your red every. Easy for me to say. Average everyday but run of the mill. Particular some particular goth chicks. Correct. Yes. Just cause, just cause you wear all black and paint your face like the devil doesn't make you no, 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 a hot goth. No, chick. no, it's it's got to be a halfway decent package that goes to the goth direction. It can't just exactly be like just a bang bang. Because <laughs> <clears throat> I, I really don't care what your aesthetic is. Just, just you, you can't be a slob, <laughs> a slob, and and, I, and that has nothing to do with your size or your thickness or your weight. Just. It, it's a presentation thing exactly it's how the plate's presented it's not the amount of food on it <laughs> he went the chef route on that one good job oh my lord here's to real honest to goodness full of sugar sweet tea heard yeah you sir may fuck off god damn <laughs> <clears throat> that's the one you're not drinking it's the no. one i already drank um you know, I wish I would have listened to Lynch. He said, I thought we were doing this from our own separate hovels. I could have had a beer or five. Right. You could have stayed in the Shire and had a beer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, palatial, to the, palace. the palatial sleeping quarters would have had the cooler, a little bit of ice, and five gimmicks in it. One for each person I'm going to piss off today. That's right. But yeah, um, if you get a chance... Uh, Check out what is it? Uh, call me little sunshine. That was a good one. Uh, Lynch turned me on to Mariana Cross, and the other one I can't remember the name. Uh, the, probably the one with the C. You said try this one too. Circuit circle circle of life. What the fuck? Yeah, some some like that. JC JC yeah heard by JC and the boys. Yes. <laughs> Dude, if, if you shake that camera anymore, people are going to think you're squeezing the cheese over there. It's an earthquake. It's an earthquake. Somehow I'm safe. Yep. That's all that matters. <laughs> so somebody asked me a real great question this week leading up to this topic. And it had to do with black coaches in the NFL. And I, the more I thought about it, I thought about all sports, but the NFL in particular. And I'm going to put the question out to you guys first. Do you think there's a racial disparity, like there's actual ongoing <clears throat> racism in the hiring process of the NFL? Um, I, I, I don't know as if I, if I think it's a, it's a, it's a problem uh, organization-wide. I don't think it's the organization's mantra. Uh, I don't, I, I, I mean... Let's be honest. 
you can't it's entirely possible there are some some people who believe in racial inequalities and all of that within the system but um <clears throat> you've you can only have so many chiefs there's only like 18 head chiefs positions and then there's a couple of assistant chiefs and assistant coordinator chiefs and that's it there's there's so many so many positions at the top there's 32 all right there, I, I could go the same same job. same route and say that <clears throat> there is a racial disparity in the amount of white players and um they're not treated as well because they don't always perform as well as the black athletes do and that's not for any particular reason i'm just stating facts so yeah, I mean, uh, we, we you could you could make a point for any view that you want but to be honest there's only so many fucking chiefs allowed. <coughs> well so, somebody's got to wash dishes bro we can't all be the head chef somebody's yeah, got to wash dishes and sweep the fucking floor Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all can't be the superstar, and and you also got to take into consideration is talent. It, your color has nothing to do with your talent. Um, and as far as coaching goes, a big part of that, and, and this is in any sport at any level, the players may not love the coach, but they have to respect respect the man. Dude, 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 talent talent doesn't correspond to the ability to coach. Correct. And because the ability to don't, and the ability to coach doesn't correspond to talent. Right, because those who can't <coughs> teach. The people, people who can't do something teach something. And well, I, 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 for and me, I the, a lot of sports for that. <coughs> Are you gonna die? I might. <coughs> Please don't die. I got the paddle. This Colorado right weed is some serious shit. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. You got the cotton candy kush, didn't you? Just saying. I don't know. It's it's a live resin. It's rough. <laughs> It's it's strong. Um, I don't like the those that can't do teach because um, in my field, what I do with food, uh, when you can't do what if those who can't do teach uh, for me is the last step. That's when you can't when you can't perform anymore and you can't bang out seventy five plates an hour for four hours straight and do it perfect the that's when you teach so i don't i don't like the the ask that saying for that reason only because of the way it applies to my field in my field when you can't do it you're washed up so you teach well, now now in other to, fields right in other fields it comes down to um like your there's different skills required for playing and different skills require, required for coaching. Well, uh, that leads me to my point about respect. The players don't have to fall in love with the coach. They have to respect the way he he's coaching the team. Well, they and that they, level, they, that they have to respect they have to respect the position and they're supposed to. However, Correct. we all know that the real respect in that relationship doesn't come until the coach act until the players are actually confident that the coach knows what the fuck he's doing and you are yeah, and a bit and and that comes from like i said in the in the chat the other day being a player requires you to focus on extremely tight pigeonholed where'd lynch go i don't know he's gone he's, he's gone. right there though he's right there he's he's right you got over. no screen bro 
He's, he's okay, gone. let me let me break it down while he's getting his screen back. There's a reason why John Elway owns a team, but his the guy who carried that clipboard for ten years, Gary Kubiak, is one of the most respected coaches in the NFL. Right now, Kubiak was an amazing Kubiak was an amazing backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. However, he got to watch most of the games and got a, a level of insider knowledge from a sideline seeing way, uh, like I said the other day, it's being able to see a much broader scope. It's Absolutely. being able to There's see a... everybody's position in their slot doing their job. And this this can go to any sport you want to talk about. In baseball, Don Mattingly is not a very good head coach. No, he's an amazing player. And he but run- Joe Girardi he... Right. was a pretty good manager. Right, and Joe, Joe Girardi Corgan. was a mediocre to average player. Yes. You know what I mean? But again, he didn't play as much of the game. He watched a lot of the game from a player's point of view. And if you're on the bench and you're around the coach and the coaching staff, you get to learn why they make the calls that they do. Hold on, Lynch. I'm bringing and- you back in, baby. Yep. All right. We you go. get to learn why they make the calls that they do rather than you know, uh, and I'll go back to John Elway. Gary Kubiak gets to learn why you're calling a certain formation. John is out there to execute it and win championships and, and never have to pay for a meal in Denver, Colorado ever again. Ever again for the, in the history of ever. But yeah, like right. John, John, John was, or, went, um, well, let's be honest. John used to, John called his own plays. Mostly, yes. For the most part. So John would have been a great, a decent coach, I think, uh, offensively. I don't think he would have been an um, amazing head coach. I think John would have been a good, a good offensive coordinator. coordinator. But John's real thing was the business side. Right. <clears throat> Even while he was playing ball, he was run. He was in Denver. He had half a dozen car dealerships that were in businesses that were making way more a year than he was making in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> he was always, he was, John was a consummate businessman who played ball. Yeah. Right. And that's why he's yeah. front office now. And, and Kubiak is more in a coaching role, more in an operations role on the field. You know what I mean? And, and it's not to say, disrespect anybody for their position it's just literally how it shakes out with what people are good at and enjoy yep and one of my friends that i asked this question to this weekend the uh one and only skip perry the funniest and loudest black man you'll ever meet love you skip wherever you are just downloaded the show for him onto his phone so he'll get to hear this later in the week you know we agree that you know you get a guy like shaquille o'neal or charles barkley or michael irvin or uh tony gonzalez who are fantastic analysts. They're going to take this three, 30 seconds of film and break it down for you. Doesn't necessarily translate to holding that clipboard and calling these plays in and handling, you know, let's be honest, major, major league talent and major league ego. <coughs> right. And, you know, some of the examples, you know, Mike Tomlin wasn't that great a, fo- a football player. Fantastic head coach. Amazing Same for Lovey Smith, Tony right. Dungy, uh, Herm Edwards. Right, so you can go down the list. Eric Bieniemy, right Again, about now, who I, almost I, I, he almost I, tore Mahomes' head off this weekend. I, I, I say his name. <laughs> every, that. I say his name every time we bring up a, a coach player, coach that was a player. Dan fucking Reeves, man. Yeah. yeah. 
You know but what I mean? He's one in a, he's uh, one in a million. He's a great player. Average, became, oh, okay, average. You know, I, I consider Dan Reeves an average. He had an, an average. For to, his day, though? For, for his day, he had a better than average career. But against talent of all time, he was he was average. Back in you know what I mean. If you it, it depends yeah. how you grade him, but um, there's no denying what what his his level of a coach is. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could question his co- his his playing ability against anybody, but I'll put his coaching ability up against I'll put his coaching ability up against guys like Madden, Lombardi. We're, we're talking about people that motivate and make teams just become better because oh, of the way he coaches, right. you know, and yeah. as a player, he was just, he was a good player. There it is. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody's got their Google machine up and running right now. I do not. Um, can you find out if Bill Belichick was a player? Or I think he, he, one of those? I think he was, but he was like a warmer. I'm looking it up right now. I was going to say, was he a guy that played the game or was he a guy that was groomed into coaching like some of the college coaches that come into the NFL now? Because I guess the point I'm trying to make here is Deion Sanders a couple of years ago wanted to inter- they wanted him to interview for the Dallas coaching job. And he said, no. Absolutely not. Yeah, and he, had, I wanna, he, he, he was kind of belligerent when he did it with them. He basically yeah. told them to go fuck themselves. I don't want to do this because I don't want to do he, that shit. He's coaching high school and he's coaching junior college, which is fantastic. And he said, I don't I don't have what it takes to be a good leader. It doesn't mean he got asked out of a job. There's a reason the Rooney rule is in place so that people of color don't get asked out of interviewing for these jobs. He was never a player. Never. There you no. go. He was no he was, he was a, a made coach. He was an analyst. <clears throat> he, luck. Who's Sam uh, Dion? No, no, Belichick. No, Belichick's never played. No, 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 no. Uh, he started with the Baltimore Colts in 1975 as a special assistant. So basically, he's the lowest of lows as coach. Yeah, well, he well he, yeah, he, he bas- basically started off as the dishwasher in in, in yeah. sports. Yeah. And proved that and, and, and got his foot in a door and proved th- his knowledge and ability over and over and over again and basically just did what he does and just he's just a good coach he's one of those rare coaches that can not play the game but know it inside and out like the back of his hand it's like chess yes anticipate people's moves and that he's and be a step ahead of them on the field always a step ahead and sometimes he gets it right sometimes they got it wrong I mean, I, it's weird for me watching Tom Brady last night not co- coached under Joe Belichick because he was doing plays that Belichick never would have called. Yeah. It's a completely different system down in Tampa. And but I mean, he made, it, he made it work once. Yeah. He, he, he shook the Patriot monkey off his back. He, he goes yeah. and wins a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. But being coached by uh, Billy Buttfuck, whoever he is in Tampa, is a hell of a lot different than being coached by the genius in New England. Well, and you also got to remember is that <clears throat> Belichick relied, he surrounded himself with brilliant people, brilliant people, the best of the best offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams. What Tampa is at the time before Tom Brady was there, middle of the road team. Bruce Arians that's coaching that team. 
I think so. Mm -hmm. I believe so. You know, but look at look at the guys that have come up through the Belichick system, white and black, that have gone on to have head coaching jobs in the NFL. And they do well because they learned how to do this from somebody, again, like Herm said with the cooking bit. Right. They learned from the best. And they learned every aspect of the job. Now it wasn't just one sided. Right. Now you can take someone like a Deion Sanders or a Terrell Owens or somebody, they have to know in their heart. I'm, I may have been a fantastic player, but I'll never be a leader. I was a leader on the field. That's different. You're in the heart of battle. But drawing up plays and, and doing the work, not saying they can't, but I think they know inside their head, this isn't for me. Right. Whereas a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who was a fairly decent football player, um, Mike Tomlin, same thing. Tony Dungy, same thing. They got to, because of where they sat most of the time, they got to learn, and they are now, again, fantastic coaches. Dungy is a Hall of Famer because of his coaching. Mike Tomlin I, will be a Hall of Famer right. because of his coaching. I don't think, and I don't want this to be the end of the subject, but I don't think there's a racial disparity. I think you have, there's, I think, what is it, Herm? 64% of the NFL is African-American, yeah. people of color, etc. Yeah, non-white. Non-white. Okay, we'll call it non-white. Let's call We're it non-white. You know, Palomalu. Mike doesn't have a hood. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I don't. Yeah. No, and it, but but uh, in, in order to be ex cleaners. And, no, in order to be overly inclusive, I am completely excluding any but uh, just white people. It's non-white. Yeah. So Asians, Pacific Islanders, Black, mm -hmm. whatever you want, whatever it is that's non-white, it's sixty-four percent. That uh, is sixty-four percent. Period. Right. And the difference between the NFL and, say, Major League Baseball or even the NBA, in in the NFL, most of your best players are non-white. I don't necessarily – I said it. I don't think it translates into being a good manager. But in baseball, whereas you have 11 guys on one side of the ball, 11 guys on the other side of the ball in football, and you're constantly rotating in and out, you got nine guys – and you might replace one or two throughout the game. So you have 20-something guys on the bench watching, learning, absorbing. That's why Dusty Baker is one of the best non-white managers to ever live. Same with, uh, I said Dusty Baker. Uh, Joe Morgan is was a great manager, now a great uh, analyst. I almost said color analyst, but that's the well, position. Yeah, that's not me yeah, being. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's the. That's what we. It's. It was color commentator. That was your. That was yes. your job. What do you do? I'm Absolutely. a color commentator for. We call you. That's. Yeah. We're not. It has nothing to do with. Tony skin Perez. Color. Right. Tony Perez had a Hall of Fame career. His son did not, but his son is one of the best analysts in baseball. Right. And in the NBA, I could point to Doc Rivers and a billion others. Uh, Bill Russell was a fantastic yeah. coach for a while. Uh, ML Carr. These were guys that this is a game where you rotate in and out so much. Yep. Whereas you can learn yeah. the ins and the outs and the X's and the O's. Mm -hmm. In football, if you are a star player, <clears throat> you are full bore from the first whistle to the last whistle. And you don't get a lot of time to see how the sausage is made. Right. You are you the just sausage. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You are the sausage. You're, you're, going, the, you're sausage. the end product. Yeah, your end product is to score fucking points. Right, and that's, yeah. that's your just job is to score, ball. and that's how that works. Your job isn't to pay attention. Your job is to do. Yep. So with 32 jobs in the NFL, and they don't quite fire coaches as much as they used to, 
you remember in the 90s, like every time you turned around, like 13, 14 teams had new coaches all the fucking time. Now you get a little bit of tenure. You get a, a longer run. Yeah, it, it, been there it, it happens. And, and when it happens, it, it cleans out. There's four or five coaches that clean. It's and it, it always happens at playoffs. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. It only it really only happens at playoffs now. It used to happen um, three to five coaches a year during midseason were getting fucking fired and replaced. I mean, uh, oh, that happens more in that, baseball where they fire you halfway through the season. Yeah, I mean, look at Parcells. Look how many jobs Parcells lost halfway through the season and picked up a new job midseason. He just left teams midseason because that's how it went down. <clears throat> uh, Belichick took over as head coach in 2000. Yep. So you're talking about 23 seasons. And before that, he was signed on as a assistant head coach and defensive back so under he's got, Parcells. He's got almost 30 years under his belt at one team. Right. So I think I think a part of this, when the question was posed to me, because it was somebody, I don't know if they were angry, but I had said something about Deion Sanders. And, oh, Deion Sanders would have made a fantastic coach. No, he wouldn't have. And he uh-uh. said as much himself. That's why he coaches at the lower level, because he knows, A, my ego's way up here. He gave himself the nickname Primetime for crying out loud. I know. You know? Right? And the gold for chains real. and those god-awful rap videos and God damn it. You know, he's got an ego the size of Texas. I don't think that works as a leader. You know, you have to almost be humble and you have yep. to be able to teach and be teachable. You do. Well, and you also have to be approachable. Because, you know, it's just like being a teacher. If 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 I have a professor or high school teacher that just doesn't want to just always guard up. You're not going to go approach him, but you have a coach (coughs) door is always open and you're having an issue. Walk in, talk about it. You're not going to, you're not going to know how to improve yourself. Unless the one, the one person who has judgment on your job is the head coach and he gives you input. You better fucking listen. Bingo. Like the boss at any job, you don't have to like your boss, but you damn well better be ready to execute when the boss says go. And that was my point at the beginning. You don't have to love the person. You have to love the process and respect the man in the position. Uh, if, if, if I can just imagine if I'm the offensive coordinator, I call play and Belichick interrupts me and says, no, 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 run this, run this. The players are going to run Belichick's fucking uh, play. Right. I have to tell you guys something for anybody who's, who's not currently watching the YouTubes or will watch it later. Uh, Lynch and Herm, we're here, we're here in the, the studio apartment type thing over Lynch's garage, our home studio here. And the walls are pretty much the same color as at Herm's house. Mm-hmm. So I look up across the room and I'm talking it's, to it's Lynch. Almost the, every now it's and again, almost like looking across the room. This? It's yeah. almost like look, you're right there because I could, it's pretty much the same. It's the beige door. It's but Lynch has the, it's the me white three trim. Or four times looking over to say something to Herm. Oh, and, and my, where, where my spot normally is? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, your chair is comfy. It was, right? I it is. Why you like I told this. you I wanted to take it with me. <laughs> it's a nice that chair. I was here when we moved in. I liked it. 
Nice. I hated it. That was yeah, the I'll chair that was chair. just there at the spot. And when we <clears throat> when we did this the first night, and I was like, yo, this works. I'll make this work. And it just worked. It was a great chair. Fucking amazing chair, man. <clears throat> but yeah, you're right. When you look from like, yeah, wall to wall, uh, it, they're, they're kind of, yeah. If we change the lighting in Chris's room to a little cooler, it would totally... Yeah. It would totally do it, bro. It almost I looked like we're sitting in the light bulbs. Great. Now I've got to get something. Now I've got I to probably get, have some downstairs. I literally need to get like a little tiny love seat or cushion or something behind me that looks like that couch. And it could look like oh we're all God. we're all just sitting. No, because that'll screw me up even worse. <laughs> You'd be like, Herm, what the, what are you <laughs> fuck? Digit. <laughs> but digit. You gotta remember. No, but it is. That's kinda bunch. cool. It kinda looks con- it's con- kinda continuous on the background colors. Right. Uh, so, I mean, we'll go back to the sports thing. You know where I think there really is a an, a non-white disparity in coaching, despite <clears throat> there having been a lot of African-American players who weren't top level? The NHL. P.K. Subban just retired. Yeah. If that guy doesn't get a head coaching job, it's a, it's a freaking shame. He wasn't a Gretzky. He wasn't even Zidane Chara. But he's mid-level at best. Well, you're you're talking about two people with bars set very very high. You take oh, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. you take those two guys out of the equation. He is a superstar. Okay, but t- right. try this one out for right. guys. Cam Neely was a superstar. So was Wayne Gretzky. They both sucked as coaches. Yes, because they they didn't know how to do that. Now hockey's another sport. You can be in and out. Yeah, yeah. And you have that very brief time on the bench to take a look around. How often was Gretzky off the ice when he when it, it highlighted his career? Oh God, he was playing more shifts than anybody else. Are you All kidding right, me? So he was, he was, he was, he was pulling fucking full games. He was pulling three yeah, fucking so periods with one or two minute rot out rot, rotate outs just to catch yeah, his fucking and, breath or change his skates yeah, he, or do something. Yeah, he was insane. <laughs> when he was not and not just when he was with the when he was out there with the Kings. I mean, when he was with the fucking Bruins, he was a fucking animal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Gretzky didn't who Gretzky play Bruins? Gretzky didn't play for the Bruins. Who did he uh, play for? Who was the guy that uh, the Kings, the Oilers, the Coyotes, and didn't he have like a cup of coffee with the Avs too? The Some, Avalanche, something like that. But I, was he was a fucking career? beast, man. He just, oh, yeah. he just, he just, he played like Most I, guys play he a shift like and get I off the ice. He was Iron Man. He really was Iron Man. Yeah, he'd run fucking ninety minutes of fucking hockey time and just crazy. Just, oh, yeah, but he, he, was, he, he is, he is <clears throat> honestly the greatest, but it didn't translate into coaching. No, but not then a, you look any at form. A guy like, you look at a guy like Claude Julien, who took the Bruins to the Stanley Cup in 2011 as a coach. Yep. Yep. Had a lot of great players on that team. Don't get me wrong. But Claude Julien was not a good hockey player. Nope. I could, I, I can agree with you on that. And, and back to Gretzky, it's the man was on fire. Like Mike said, his peak highlighted his career. Uh, so we didn't have that time behind the behind the scenes. Now I guarantee you, if you ask him about specific players or a specific game, he'll he can tell you recite the entire game to you, page and verse, because the focus is on the ice. Yep, and that's why I I kind of agree with your your theory about the uh, those players who have that luxury. They may not be the greatest players because they're not they're not getting turf time or ice time, mm-hmm. but they're getting school when they're not playing. All right. Larry Bird, fantastic player, shitty coach. Who was the guy that played for Detroit? 
Everybody thought he was gay. Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Isaiah Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic Hall of Fame player. Shitty coach. Horrible coach. But that and that's I guess you know when when we break it down and you look at the NFL and they're again like that stat is close to sixty four percent non-white and and. You want to take that 64% and break it down? I'll bet 70 to 80% of them are top-notch, banging-ass players. Yep. You're not going to get great coaching out of that. I'll point back to Michael Irvin. You know, great football <laughs> player. What did he win? Three Super Bowls with Dallas. Yep. Snorted all the coke in Texas. And now he's a fantastic analyst on the NFL Network. But he knows how to break that down. He has little, his little catchphrases here and again. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think <clears throat> you give him a clipboard or a tablet and 53 guys on a sideline that he's going to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Right. And, right. and why do you think Tony Romo's uh, commentating and not coaching? Because he knows his limits. Right. Same Tony, with Herm Edwards. I, hmm? I, I'll say this, and people will probably really disagree with me. Tony Romo is okay. His he's a mid-level play to quarterback, to me. His biggest downfall he was Mister Fucking Glass. Yeah, always injured, always always on this on the IR list or out. Um, you know, I I think he's a fantastic uh, commentator. I like listening to his games. Some of them like Collinsworth. Oh. Oh my God! Listening to him is like listening to nails on a chalkboard with the cat screeching in the other room. Yeah, did, like, you, did you guys? Uh, anybody watch? Did anybody watch the Denver game last night? Yes, I no. did. The okay. entire game. Did you listen to Collinsworth blow fucking Russell Wilson the entire <laughs> fucking game, dude? I want yeah, you dude. guys to like, do something for I, me. I, I'm a Denver fan, and you know what? We Russell. You, you, um, there was no good shit that happened last night. The only reason what did you that guys, you guys had a baseball score the, the finals, fucking, like yeah, it was yeah, it was like it was, uh, it was like five, it was like seven eleven. No, they had. Um, I'm going in. I got to find out what the score was last but, night. Like, I saw there, it there wasn't a good play at the, in the entire fucking game last night, and the the only play that Russell capitalized on, because and the only reason he capitalized on it was because it was a play that fucking disintegrated. It was two or three plays that disintegrated, and he had to run with the ball because every After, time he threw the fucking ball, it was fucking wide, right or left, yep. high. It was short. It was behind. It was ahead. He couldn't make shit. For no, those yeah, of you, was, for those of you that did not watch the game last night, after a walk-off home disgusting. run in the ninth, after a walk-off home run in the ninth, the final score was the Denver Broncos eleven, the San Francisco 49ers ten. It, it was 10. a fucking. It, That's yeah. a baseball score. It's a baseball score, man. Well, That's all right. I forget who it was. Washington. They got a safety at halftime. That was a gimme, and the score was like twenty-eight to two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, getting yep. off topic here. Yeah, you know, not for nothing, but the Dolphins beat the basically beat the Bills practice squad, and they're all talking about how badass they are. Well, wait, like, Josh Allen was in like the whole game, though. Yeah, but the entire rest of the fucking team was <laughs> okay. was all like second, third string, bro. That's all fine and good. That is all fine and good. But what everybody's going to remember, there's two things people are going to remember from that game. One, the offensive coordinator breaking everything in sight after the game in the box. That, yes. That was fucking yes. hilarious, dude. And yes. the Dolphins punter kicking his own player's ass. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. I saw that highlight. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Somebody, somebody played slow mo. Somebody time stopped it, and you can see the, yes. the, the football indentation the, in the, the butt. The offensive coordinator wrecking the booth was priceless. I was that like, was oh, awesome. It was, it's, what the fuck? And just. <laughs> That was that was something else. That was something to see. <laughs> and you know what? You love. That was a white guy. Why can't their offensive coordinator be a nice, calm, smooth brother man? Just be like, "Oh, we lost. I'm gonna shoot somebody." That's... I don't know. <laughs> <love. laughs> oh, okay, Mr. Duke, your uh, reservation's ready. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be right there. I gotta get my hood. Excellent. Thank you. In my pitchfork. Oh no, 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 no. <clears throat> That's saved for when we go lynching. <laughs> Nobody here supports lynching, and many of us don't support Lynch. So it's, yeah, that's, there it is. That we there. don't even support Lynch. So there you go. What the fuck? I can't even support my own house. Well, I'm not in if your there, house. If, I got he, one of these for you. He's in your house. I'm not in your house. I'm in your house. That motherfucker. Yeah. I, that motherfucker right anybody, there I, is. But I'm not. If anybody it. out there has an answer to that question, is there? A racial disparity in NFL head coaching. Drop us a line, Junction Dysfunction Show, gmail.com. You can put it in the comments. We'll yo, see the, them later in the week. Yo, there's four motherfuckers watching. If one of you doesn't say something, I'm going to take my fucking pants off right here. Oh, oh God, please. Please say something now, now, I'll now. I'll start now. with my shirt. You think I won't strip oh, down back man. there? I will take, I will get naked. Somebody needs to say you something. Alre- you We're already monetized. You already promised people that from your seat you were going to piss into the bathroom stall. I'll do it right here. We'll do it right now. We want to see the viewership go right up. Oh, look, we lost one. Someone's afraid. <clears throat> Wouldn't you be? No. I mean, not you. you I'd be see interested. Your, I'd be you interested. See your neck, I'd be interested. You see your neck in this all the time. I see that big sexy The rest ass. of us, we don't need to see that. I see that big sexiness. What's up? Scaring children. Wait, no did, you just say, did you just say you have a big sexy ass? My big sexiness. I was about to blow up your spot and yeah, tell people, I've known you, I've known you 35 years. Shut up. He's all back and all cracked. Don't, because yeah. Jen will join in. and be ta- Yeah, careful. Jen will be jumping on soon. She'll be telling me, she's calling me Flapjack. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I used to tell I'm, people, I'm, there's I'm, no cushion. <laughs> It starts at his back, goes straight through his crack. That's right. It's back crack legs. That's all it is. There was a reason why he would he could get away with buying smaller jeans because there was no butt to push the material out. Nope. I wear oh boy. I, I wear I wear like a three to four X shirt and I have a forty waist. Wow. That's crazy, dude. That's because you have no ass. I've got like a a 60-inch chest and a 40 waist. That's literally... So not only do we want you guys to answer the question of how we might be able to fix the supposed racial disparity in the NFL. Yeah, I would would love some examples of what people think the racial disparity is. And we've got a lot of crickets out there and nobody's saying nothing, but... If I don't it's know. A brand I mean, new world. we gotta we gotta let them get used to what we're doing. No, here. I know. And They're we probably, used to audio only. We we they are, and we all, <laughs> and they also um, um, are used to seeing a recording on YouTube later and seeing our stuff. So on on Facebook. So working on getting multiple platforms, I think, might help us as well. Um, right, because yeah. you'd be able to pull in comments from Facebook, from Instagram, from, from every everybody. Um, right. Yeah. Um, 
but I would love to know what everybody thinks the their examples of of who what's going on. Um, I'm not sure that, that, that there's there's talk about it and it doesn't really come up and there's no never any real specific examples. It's just uh, it's not fair. There's not enough black coaches. So I who 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 should have been a coach that did, what, got fucked over is what I want to know. Like do you guys know oh, something? Okay. Who got fucked over? T- talk to me. I mean because yeah. I've heard about a bunch of white guys getting fucked over about making comments about black players. So, All right, I'm going to run down this list, and some of them are active. And I'm not saying that them, those white players who said that shit didn't deserve what they got, but... Right. But I'm going to read this list off and tell me how many guys on this list were banging-ass players. There's one name at the bottom of this list, and it's only because he just appears at the bottom of the list. He is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, but the team was bigger than he was. So I'll leave it there. Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. we already covered him. Average. Tony Dungy covered him. Average. The enemy covered him. Todd Bowles. Average. Oh. Marvin Lewis. Uh, eh. Yeah. Anthony Lynn. Uh, yeah, if you're saying who, I understand because that was what I was going to say. Yeah, who? Um, he since passed away. He stopped yeah, coaching no, he, way he, long time long ago. Long time but ago, Fritz, but he, he yeah. was he was actually a rather below average player. Yeah. Or how about <clears throat> Fritz Fritz Pollard, who passed away some several years ago? Yeah, it's not a name you remember. Hugh Jackson, anybody? Right. Jim Caldwell. Right. Raheem. Right. Wesley <laughs> Frazier. Right. The, our dearly departed they were Denny Green. Yeah. Herm Edwards, who we've covered, and Super Bowl winning quarterback, but barely passable career, Doug Williams. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh yeah, well Jeez. yeah, he had one he, he he was he was a shooting star. He Yeah. He had that like one him. he had that one season that that, that season and that was that's pretty much it. He was, he was he pretty Joe much Flacco done. And he Trent Dilford his way in. Yeah. Trent Dilford has a ring. Dan Marino doesn't. Right. Let that sink in. <laughs> I know. That's kind of weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of fucked up universe is that? <laughs> right? Stevie Ray. Like, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a Dolphins fan, but I was very much a Dan Marino fan. It's hard. Not um, to you know, it was like, know, well, Dave, it was, well, that was, he such was a likable guy was, too. He was that group that year. It was him and Elway and what's, uh, Jim Kelly, Kelly, Jim Kelly. Yeah. And they all came out that year. It was all, they, they all came out rookie year that year and they were just amazing players. Just, uh, what was uh, that horrible movie that he was in? Wasn't he in a movie? Who? John Elway? No, I don't know. I'm no. thinking of, oh, no, I'm thinking of, um, Boz, whatever the fuck is. Oh, Bosworth. Bosworth. Uh, Stone Cold. That, that was Brian Bosworth yeah. with Stone Cold. Yeah. Brian no, I mean, the I would, if there's, uh, uh, there's a, the, uh, there was a big Sports Illustrated article years ago when I was much, much younger, and um, it talked about some of the shit he played through. Like he played almost an entire season with this um, bigger than a grapefruit sized growth underneath. Oh my God. His arm here, and. Like in the most excruciating pain that a person could ever endure, and he, because going in for surgery on it would take him out of the game. 
So he learned and played with this fucking mass inside of his body for almost a full season. And that was the year he went in for that, the surgery there back in the, in like 98, 99. But he played for like a full season with it, with knowing it was the size of a fucking grapefruit. Yeah. Again, just like Gretzky, Elway's iron. You know, a lot of these guys were Iron Men. Dan Marino played through a lot of that same, not yeah. the same thing with a growth no, like that, no, but but injuries know, that broken nowadays fingers, broken toes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Well, well, it's like that clip I sent the other day, yesterday. Uh, every every play you see those guys just playing is considered a a penalty now, and a, is yeah. is a is a penalty now. Oh yeah, <clears throat> the entire the that, entire commercial that they just filmed of games is in, is all penalties now. The game is want, so I'm much gonna, softer. When I, say, when, I, when I say these two names, I want to watch both of you just bug out because there were things back in the 80s that these two gentlemen did that would be considered stiff super penalties today, and that was Mike Singletary and Richard Dent. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Dude, let's talk about <laughs> Lyle Alzado. <coughs> uh, yeah, but he's not... He's not He's white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, you know, we're not disparaging him either. So, right. but yeah, I'll I tell mean, you what, though. <clears throat> dude, Mike ahead, Singletary please. with that fucking forearm. Another shitty coach, by the way. <clears throat> yes. Horrible. Good commentator. Again, Fantastic. they all make commentators because they can analyze the play <laughs> in, in, in small doses. Certain in real spots. speed as it's happening. <clears throat> right. And they have the, the, the luxury of replay. Um, yep. But yeah, like Mike Singletary was a complete animal, and like basically every play he ever played would have been a penalty today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think he invented the power bomb, and the wrestling guys just took it because I remember him picking up a running back and then slamming him to the ground, kind of like uh, the kicker for the Falcons. Yeah, a what were they like? The 80, what was those? It was the '89 Bears. They were just animals. 86. Yeah, that with McMahon and his headbands, and yep. they were animals. Peyton, the fridge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They even let Fridge carry the ball for one play on that. In that, yeah, Super Bowl. I couldn't. I remember that. Oh, yeah. that pissed off everybody in New England. Oh, uh, everybody, everybody on the. It pissed off everybody on the planet, but every fat guy, every fat, yeah. fat guy <laughs> on the planet was like. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm a fucking train. Fucking stop That's me, my bitch. Boy. That's my boy. That's my nigga right there. Oh For real. God. They handed that big motherfucker the ball, and he was just like, I'm just, I just ate three people to get across the line. We good. Right? Fuck, With he ate sandwiches bigger. That big motherfucker neck. ate sandwiches bigger than some of the linemen he went up against on that play. Oh, That's yeah. fair. That's fair. So you got any <clears> answers <throat> for this, Lynch? Well, he, he, it's kind of hard to shop in a market that's that's penetrated almost 50-50, right? You get what you get. Do you want to set somebody up for failure in an interview, go through the process, and you, he's just like the last choice? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that risk in a multi-million dollar franchise and destroy a dynasty? I mean, think, it's, I'm thinking Patriots. What, the day Belichick says, I'm done, good luck. But there are people people who are current or, or former 
uh, players. I see that guy could be, could be coaches. Uh, you you got you to gotta pick from who applies. And if, if he happens to be black or happens to be white, you make the best choice. It's not about a, about a color thing. Not at all. And again, with 32 job openings and let's see, on any given time, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special teams coaches, um, special, assi- special assistant to the guy who inflates the balls, you may have 100 applicants. And it's uh, it's at that point with the Rooney rule, one, one interview has to be someone non-white. Mm-hmm. But if you have a pool of 100, you're not going to go through all 100. You have a finite amount of time between the end of the season when these interviews can start oh. to July when well, – sorry, the, beginning the, of June when two-a-day starts. The, Ro- the, the, the Rooney rule is basically a, 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 a rule based on affirmative action. Yes, right, right. And it, right. when well it was it when it was when it was enacted, was a piece of shit. when it was enacted, yeah, it was it was done under. Oh, he was Rooney was a completely racist race piece of shit, and it was done to conform with affirmative action. And however, I don't I don't know as if you you do you think they get a hundred applicants? They might. They only announce like you know. Hey, so and so is. Uh, I mean, because let's be honest, I, I get a lot of applicants, but I look at a bunch mm-hmm. of them and then toss them because I don't really consider. They're not even. They they don't even <laughs> need it now. I, so now I'm of color to throw in the mix just because of the Rooney Rule. So right they and they weren't in even and regardless of their skin color because of their performance or for whatever reason other than a non-racist reason they weren't even on the list now i have to put them in the mix and deny them the job which now somebody's going to say it was racist no it was a racist bullshit law to cover a racist bullshit ass long ago rule that made me have to put him into the running yep it's it's and and they say uh, Jerry Jones, who I despise very much, says when he would interview candidates, the first thing out of his mouth is, wow me. Wow me. Tell me, make me believe you're the guy for this job. Right. And right. it has nothing to do with X's and O's. Why are you the guy for this job? Right. And it's always the guy with the best answer that usually gets hired. Unfortunately, it's Dallas, so they've all failed tremendously since 1995. To me, the Jerry Jones thing is a lot like the Wolf of Wall Street. Y'all seen that movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, <laughs> sell me this pen. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. It's exactly what it is. Well, just like, sell me this pen. Right. Yeah. Give, give me a buck and you can have the pen. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll sell you this pen right now. Okay. Oh man, that Let's is an amazing right. pen. It is the most smoothest writing, lightest Wrong. pen on the planet. <laughs> Wrong. Lynch, write down your phone number. I can't. Why not? I'll buy your pen. And that's how it's done. And that's wow. a, me. That's a very old school uh, mentality because we look at his generation going back beyond the 60s. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a different time then. <clears throat> um, I personally think, or get rid of the Rooney Roll. 
let let any applicant stand on their merits because it, it like mike's mike's point i get 50 applications nope 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 yep and that's just nope, reading nope, the requirements nope, nope. and the that's just reading the accomplishments name. yeah the that's name basically, basically reading the name wow you're a racist piece of shit no because you know <laughs> right so everybody named jackson or washington's not, out right if they're a member of your organization applying for the team and mr johnson you, can't even think about charge, getting a coaching job Hold that thought. Let him finish, Herm. Go ahead. If you're the guy in charge, I, I don't know. I, I just, ugh, bad. Bad things. I understand. You know, I, I, I think that we are beyond that time right now. I agree. Merit. Do we, do, baffle me with your fucking wizardry on your merit, you know? What, what's the, uh, oh. Yeah. There's got to be something in the chef world. It's like uh, watching those cooking shows. I love watching uh, it's, it's, play. It's, it's Wow me. It's it's what we in the in the business call. Um, it's an audition, and yeah. usually it involves a mystery box, <clears throat> and there's a basket and a kitchen, and you're brought allowed to come into the kitchen, and you bring your knives, and they give you the quick tour and show you where shit is, and you yep. see your equipment, and there's a basket with ingredients. And they tell you what they want. And it's, I need a, a, an appetizer, I need a, an entree, and I need a third dish, a dessert, something, a salad, whatever. Yeah. And you've got to use everything in the basket. Yep. yep. I've had jobs where that's the interview. <clears throat> We'd like to give you an audition interview in the kitchen on Wednesday. Okay. Show and, me what you got. Yeah, anything I need, just you know, bring your knives. Bring knives and personal tools. Okay. And you show up and with your bag, and that's it. Hi, I, want I got one my of those, bag. I want, one of, those, I want <clears throat> one of those cool beanies that the chefs wear. I love those things. Oh, the chef yarmulke? Yeah. 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 Listen to you, racist Jones over here. <laughs> my my co-host, David Duke. I'll be here all week. Well, Herm, get your... Get your Get your uh, booger picking finger ready. We got to hit some music because from one asshole to another, oh, where is, we're going to introduce to you. All right, we're going to give Herm a second. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. We always want to do new segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've done <clears throat> hey stupid. We've done one star strip club reviews, but I've been inspired, and these guys, you guys, get inspired too in the weeks and months to come. There doesn't have to be one every week, but this week I would like to introduce you to as soon as Herm gives me the. Gives me the heads up, and I don't have to filibuster anymore. Go ahead. Because basically, I'm, I'm dicking around right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dysfunction Show is proud to bring to you the asshole of the week. Wait a minute. What's going on? I don't know. You're the producer. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, our first asshole of the week can't figure out his own fucking equipment. <laughs> no, I'm plugged in. I have no idea why it's not going off. What's going on? Damn it. Can you patch it and post? No, watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> wiggy, wiggy, wag. I'll do this again. Welcome to the asshole of the week. Hold up. Oh, here we go. All right. There you go. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> I have to I do everything I, on the phone. I, I'm 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 ordering a second laptop so I can run all of my DJ software off of that. It's we're we're gonna make a real fucking studio. So much better. He's not he's not the best producer in the business. Jen, I, I, Jen's gonna have to sleep on a floor when she gets here, but that's just how it's gonna be. No, because her birthday's coming up. I'll get her an air mattress. Oh, that nice. She'll appreciate that. Yeah. I don't fuck around. I'll get the kind that's all fuzzy on top, too. Nice. So let's hear about your asshole. Okay, <clears throat> asshole of the week is not what I'm going to say. I think I know who you're talking about. No, you don't. Uh, a couple days ago, someone decided to stir the shit and make me and my friends lick the spoon. I'm a person that when I make a mistake, I stand up and I will look people in the eye or in some cases talk to them on the phone because I can't look them in the eye and I own my shit. That is something I didn't always do. But in the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, I'm a pretty stand-up human being. What are you doing? Taking my pills. Lynch, take your pill. <laughs> the alarm didn't even go off. I, was, I didn't hear no beep. Right? I didn't hear no bell. Right. Anyway. It's up here. Um, in this situation, I did the one thing I hate doing, and I hate when it's done to me. I shot first, and I asked questions later. Karma's going to come around and bite people in the ass a lot harder than I ever could. But I hurt two people that I care about greatly because I thought they didn't have my six. Another person who I care about greatly was caught in the crossfire and didn't deserve to be there. So while karma will come and stir your shit and make you lick the spoon... I have to go out on a limb, and for the first ever Dysfunction Junction Asshole of the Week, I'm giving that award to myself. <laughs> I am the Asshole of the Week. Give him a round of applause, folks. Yay. And like I said to someone the other day, I may be an asshole, but I'm an honest asshole. He was. He was. He was completely angry and completely well, off here of I his didn't fucking say chain. Name and my man just came out. And blew I'm his look, own spot. Well, look, because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give you props, and that's just how it is. Because we're brothers, and that's just the way it goes down. We're not. We. we all right. There was some shit that went down, and and he got he got angry hot. fast. He got angry fast. I don't ever and get hot like he that. He doesn't that really quick. get angry. And he got really fucking angry really fast. And he dug his feet in and dug his heels in. And he wasn't giving a fuck. He wasn't fucking giving up. So we all just had to cut him some slack and let him be quiet for a while. And be quiet. And everybody just leave him the fuck alone. And after a while, he got all of a sudden realized he was like, well, I did come a kind of cross like off the chain. And that's all and that's all that was required. Before. And that's all that was required because once everybody was calm and not off the chain and everybody could say exactly what they were kind of saying in the beginning, but clarify it, but you couldn't clarify <laughs> it because he was hot. Oh yeah. So it wasn't matter. Oh, yeah. It didn't matter what you said. It didn't matter how you said the, it. And it doesn't guys, matter what respect you used. He wasn't hearing that shit. These two guys will tell you when I get hot. You got you got to let that pot simmer down, because I don't hear shit. I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I woke up and texted Lynch, and I was like, "Yo, I am not dealing with his crazy at, at fucking 4 a.m." <laughs> I the was like, thing about it. And Lynch was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on." I, 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 <laughs> he's like, "I figure an apology in like in like in three to four. I was like, "All right, <laughs> all right, well, hours." 
hours maybe we weren't sure how but then the mor next morning happened and we try i tried to talk to you and we tried and he got a little belligerent <laughs> oh, they just a little he got a little oh, go. he got a little belligerent and i was like you know about, what i'm about I'm, 12 I'm, hot I'm, inches i'm, I'm just i'm not even i'm just i'm out i'm done we're good so I'm here when uh, I love you. When you when you when when you figure out what the fuck is causing you to be so angry, <laughs> you give me a call. We talk. <laughs> well, like one of my really good friends who was also involved in this, who <coughs> shall remain nameless, but is Derek the Undertaker. Um, I told him I'd blow up his spot too. When I sat down in his kitchen and talked to him, he no, it was the day before. He texted me a little bit, and I was still not having it. And he came up with one of the best phrases ever, and I told it to Lynch on the phone. Uh, we talked how many times Saturday? Couple, three, four, right? Couple, three, four, yeah. When you and Lynch, if I'm speaking a word of a lie because you have gone through this, tell me. <clears throat> yeah. When you when you find cancer, you do not put a bandaid on it. You cut the tumor out. And that's what I've done. I've cut the tumor out. However, comma. It is with great pleasure and pride that I know that these two guys that I'm speaking of, and as well as Lynch, who got caught in the crossfire, um, they really do have my Just out of nowhere. I, you blindsided that motherfucker, just all sorts of hate and discontent thrown all over the place. I was like, why is, okay. he, why is, he, picking <laughs> on is our, why is he picking on our boy Lynch? If, if the, the issue he has possibly is with me if he'd let me explain he'd be all right but what's up why is he mad at lynch too nigga mad at everybody what the fuck i'm like it's three o'clock in the goddamn morning what the fuck this how I'm that guy this how i'm supposed to start out, my day that guy that came out early in the morning has not come out in a very very long time and i'm equal parts proud of him and equal parts ashamed that he came out um, again, I, I'm still angry about a couple things. We've all spoken on it. Everybody knows how I feel. And I'm going to stay angry for a little while on those particular subjects. But time heals everything, man. And so does a couple well-placed messages, phone calls, visits to houses, and um, <coughs> something, I, something I like to call Sober Saturday. Saturday is my sober day anyway, so it was kind of easy. But that's the beauty of it. I wasn't drunk. When I sent these messages, I was not. I was livid. Dude, I totally had you pegged for hammered. I'm not going to lie. Not. I was like, Lynch, I'm not ready to deal with this crazy. Lynch was like, he's obviously fucking hammered as irate as there's, he is. He's obviously. We were like, he obviously went to that concert, had some, had something go down, and had I a few. I was like, friend. he's fucking pissed. Like, he's hammered, nope. bro. Nope. I can have... A very good friend who I hadn't seen since high school, who I hung out with that night, and a very beautiful young lady verify that from 1230 till about 330 a.m., nothing was imbibed. It was like hang out and talk and chit chat and, and whatever in the parking lot of this restaurant. And oddly enough, when you get to be our age and a cop swings through, they don't bother you when you got gray hair. But if I were 17 years old sitting in that parking lot, I'd be doing the cop arena. Put your hands behind your head and get your ass in the car. <laughs> yeah, no. It, 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 when you look like this, you could be doing all kinds of shit and nobody cares. I could have been doing blow off a stripper's ass. Pretty the much. Been he would have just cold. drove right by. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Evening, sir. Have a good night. <laughs> What'd you say? Put it, straight, put it straight in the butthole. That's what I'm saying. 
Ma'am, are you all right? I, I'm good. Yes, sir. Have a good night. <laughs> I'm doing better. It's not a white card. It's literally an old man card. Like once you hit like almost 50, pretty much they think you're harmless. Unless you're fucking losing I'm, your shit. So if you're sitting there doing blow off stripper's ass and you're doing it quietly, nobody cares. Yep. And that's the glory of being a man over 40. Or a woman over 40 for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. What is a woman? Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. He did it at the same time. That's beautiful. Oh, I have an email. Um, Ooh. Oh, wow. Well, somebody loves Lynch. Very nice. Very nice. Increase but the get... size of your penis. Okay. Not going to happen. Um, I don't this remember. Is, I was going to say something. But... This is exactly why we can't have nice things. This is it. This is what. This, this is, is when the, the edibles. Who, edibles are getting in. Who broke the lamp in 1977, Christopher? That's right. That's Me. right. That's why. That's why you're getting sued now, Christopher. That's right. You broke that. That's why that man punched you in the mouth. That's why that man punched you in the mouth. Anyway, because you broke that lamp. Before we say goodbye, I just again I want to extend my again my sincerest apologies to these two knuckleheads and to the knucklehead who will be watching or listening to this later in the week. And you know what? That's all I'm going to say on the subject because karma has a way of biting someone in the ass a lot harder than I can. So good luck. Very nice. I know who's got my six. Here comes karma. <laughs> <laughs> Her boy Elroy. Oh, wait, no. We've gone off the rails real quick. So yes. if you guys got any uh, show suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, junctiondysfunctionshow at gmail.com or comment underneath this I was going to say, post a comment while you're watching this and we'll see it, man. Absolutely. Herm takes care of all the uh, administrative stuff. He's the genius. We're the talent. So he, he's got stuff on his plate and he always lets us know. So... If you got something, do it, because I think, and if I go back in time, which I'm about to before we say goodbye to these nice folks, I just want to see a date in time. Why, oh, Matt, Matt Walsh just uploaded. Good. I got something to listen to on the way home. There you go. Uh-huh. 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 No. No. Why is it? Oh, it cut off a lot of episodes. I don't know why. On what? Matt Walsh. No, on uh oh it's it's why is it doing this? Because you're over fifty. I'm just kidding. No, it's got like episode twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, thirty two, work with me here, thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, thirty six, and then it switches one, two, three, four. Yes. Because what episode? Because because I started pulling episodes down the other day in the middle of our TIFF. <laughs> I unpublished them in order so people couldn't comment and do anything on them. I started saving them and protecting them. And by the time I got that far down the list in between while working, and then it, then you, 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 then we talked. So everything That's went back That's why all up. of these say, this, this is probably why all of these going back to episode 28 say, today, today, yes. today. Yes, they today. all went back up today because I was like, all right, we're all good. And then I was like, oh, shit. I pulled all the episodes down so people, nobody could come in and use anything on our page or comment on it personally with everything that was going on with multiple people that were we were all involved with. So okay. I protected the well, show, and that's as far as I got before we talked and everything <laughs> was copacetic. So, 
and we knew where everybody stood and what was going on. Okay, well, um, as I'm looking same, back, same reason I with... same reason I deactivated the page in the show just in, so nobody could go on there and call any start any personal shit. It's been <clears> close <throat> to ten episodes. I think it's time to go back to the hat. Yeah, we can get there. I'm, I I don't see why not. I don't see now, why not. Here's the, here's the funny thing: we on our end will have to email Herm or private message. No. So no neither of us see the question no we don't we we can we all know we all know our own questions anyway right mm -hmm. okay so we have to roll a dice and i'll roll the dice right here and you number your questions one through five or one through six yep six. and then i'll roll and whatever the number is we read question three and then i roll and to see the, and we cross with them the out new technology it's it's i can just roll it right here and right we can also find maybe a fourth member that wants to have some fun with us because Big Al <clears throat> was a bucket of fun. Yeah, Big Al has already said like he wants has already said he wants to do the show, so he would totally do it. He's like, I got a video camera. I was told him what we were uh -huh. up to, and he's like, Oh, I got a cam. I was like, All right, man, we can totally add you in. So yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's give him a break, man. Let, let's let let's let him breathe a little bit. I mean, it was early July, late June that we. Last we're in the hat, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, dig around. All three of us, dig around. Leave Big L out of it. It no was the episode. I, it was you. the episode. I came home. It was the Monday. I came home in between going out after Mom passed and then flying and then driving back out here. That is more than likely correct. It was the Monday, and then we did it, and then Tuesday morning I left. Right. Yep. <sighs> It would be it would be easier to read this if you didn't take everything down and fuck me over. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. No, Sorry. you're not. <laughs> I was protecting shit. That's what I do. Even in the middle of the argument, I was being a producer. Yep. Nobody's gonna fuck. Nobody's gonna fuck. Nobody's over. fucking with our shit. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a good move. Good move on your part. <clears throat> whether whether it was anybody inside the circle getting pissed about it or somebody outside, I was like, nobody's fucking with the show. I don't want any of this near the show until we, we if we unless we discuss it. I was like, I don't want it just blown out and looking like shit. Yeah, a little. Oh, little, you're absolutely. I was episode thirty six. A, a little, in, a little integrity, a small amount. Integrity and dysfunction junction don't often go together. No, but at this point, I was trying to hold a little bit. I got you. Integrity well, farms. According to this, the last time we went to the hat was today. Up. Thanks, Hern. There goes my timeline. See, there goes your timeline. I know what you're talking about. We just did a show. Timeline is everything. We just That's did a the, show. You know what? We did it today, That's earlier, the, like 10 o'clock this morning. What's up? I say it to everybody, whether it's about the show or life or whatever. Timeline is everything. And this little box doesn't lie. So if it says we did questions from the hat at 10 a.m., that's when we did it. Yeah, but we could stand to do it again because the viewers, you know, that, that show was posted, but the last time they actually heard us do one was about a month ago. So yeah, I suppose yeah, we can we'll go to a one. Less. We can go sure, to one. Sure, why not? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get a special guest in and they can write questions. And, <clears throat> yeah, and we're we all give, keeping... We'll give Al a break on this one and then draw him in on an, uh, we can draw him in on another one. We can, I'm sure we can find somebody who's got a, a, a cam. That's just about everybody nowadays. Yep, Al yep. is a special case because he's over 50. Yes. And he probably just learned how to use the webcam. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Al.
Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's about that time for the drums to beat in the distance, and we bid you a fond farewell. Oh, yeah. I actually like this setup. We're uh, we're not that ugly. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I mean, um, and you don't look orange today. I know. Like right there. Yeah, there are. we go. See, we've got that right there. Walk them out, Lynch. There it is. <clears throat> Walk them out, buddy. Oh, hey, hi, everybody. Um, same that time, hopefully next Monday. So between six and six thirty. Trying to perfect our time here. Thank you for listening, and please comment uh, below, even even in the recording. We'll we'll see that as well. Send us suggestions, complaints, concerns, nudes. Oh, yeah, nudes boots. would be cool. That'd be awesome. Always boots. So anyway, not you, Jennifer. Until next time. <laughs> well, goodbye from Dysfunction Junction. Peace. <laughs> Make sure you guys tune in next week. Please, always. Hopefully the next week will also be on multiple platforms. So And you finally got to see the hand of God. Yeah, it's right here.